welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Ash Sadiq on the line. He's the founder and CEO over at Yamapay. Ash, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having Adam. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing at Yamapay and uh, your vision for the company. Uh, FinTech's always big on this show, a lot of, um, lot of business owners and entrepreneurs listening. Um, but before we get into that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Uh, fantastic. So I have been in high tech for many years. I worked with companies such as Oracle, uh, Broad Vision, and Cisco, and when when someone works for these companies, especially when you keep observing and looking at the software applications that these companies are building, what kind of business solution, uh, business problems they are trying to solve, uh, it's always a fantastic opportunity to get a lot of business acumen and uh, strategic kind of landscape uh, scene uh, understanding. And then you come back and you say, I wish one day I could. Uh, you know, become an entrepreneur because it looks very exciting. There's a lot of opportunity that people could create a lot of value. And, of course, there's the money aspect of it. But I, as I have been working on Yamapay, it's been an excitement uh, of going through the experience that, to me, uh, tops everything else. That's awesome. Uh, so obviously, uh, you know, like like everything for entrepreneurs, you know, you you learn from the ups, the downs, the sideways, your observations from working within, for example, big companies like when you worked with Oracle. Um, that that being said, with the benefit of hindsight, if you could give you know that young Ash that was just getting started, maybe right out of college, some advice, what kind of things would you tell him about his career? I would definitely tell them find some startups and work uh, at those companies because the learning uh, curve is so is so steep and there's just so much that you could learn, especially in a startup environment where people would always wear so many hats and you could mm. get exposed to some roles and responsibilities that in a typical environment where you go after a full-time job somewhere, it would mm -hmm. typically say, here's your box, stay within typically. Whereas in a startup environment, there's a lot of active uh, thinking and action that is required from everybody on that team. So if I That's were to awesome. go back, I mm -hmm. wish I, I did more of that, you know. And I'm, I would encourage anyone listening to us who is in their 20s to think that way. Uh, it may be not as stable in the early years of their career, but they will um, go up that career uh, much, much faster with a lot more skill. No, I love that advice, and it's tough. It's like, and I and I know a lot of graduating people have that issue. They're like, oh man, I can go get this, and I'm gonna have this nice cushy paycheck because I went to right college, or you know, and and I have these bills, or I can go work at the startup that I want to, but oh my gosh, who knows? Nothing's guaranteed, and who knows? And it's like exactly. the interest, the interesting part about the decision, and what I want to elaborate on is. Even if you work with a startup um, and it fails, and even if you go through one or two or three or four and it fails, 
Um, interestingly enough, that makes you a more viable product for the next company. Um, then a lot of companies that, have, that are especially funded ones, they want to see some failure on your resume and they want to know that you've been through um, a startup and failed. Uh, to know that you're, how you're going to act and how you're going to react should their business get bumpy. So it's weird, but the more failure you experience in that realm, as long as you're learning and progressing, of course, it's not saying failure for the sake of failure, just to be clear, of course, obviously, right? But as long as you're learning and progressing and adding to your tool belt, it actually makes you more valuable. Where in the past, if you worked for, let's say, one big company, the way you get more valuable is you get a manager title, or they kind of, they validate your value as an employee or what you're doing based off of how they promote you, versus in startup and understand a startup community, you validate yourself based on the skills that you learn and bring to the table with every learning opportunity you get. Absolutely true. Absolutely true, Adam. So, Ash, I want to switch it up a bit. Let's get a little bit further into what you're doing as founder and CEO over at uh, Yamapay. So, first off, um, what's the vision for the company? So, we, 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 we essentially, when we talk about Yamapay, we, we say that at, at Yamapay, we want to honor work and its rewards. And that essentially means we want to help people save more of the money that they earn particularly by putting technology to use. There's, what we discovered is that Americans and almost everybody probably around the world, there's just so much money to, today that is left on the table, discounts, cashbacks, rewards, um, and particularly also when you make use of technology to bring, uh, put two points together and then come back and say, oh, it looks like Adam can save money on his car or on his home loan because we've looked at his credit score, we've looked at his his existing loans, and we actually found that he could be saving a lot of money. Without you shooting in the dark, you're basing some of the ideas on the information that you have about Adam. So we're able to come back and really uh, acknowledge it to use and then come back and show Adam apples to apples comparison, existing loan versus new loan, and how much better cash flow perspective uh, he's going to achieve interest rates, uh, savings on the lifetime of that loan. So that's the vision for what Yamafe is trying to do is, number one, make it possible for our customers and our uh, app users to achieve savings on a daily basis. And it's the kind of savings that they themselves would not be able to do only because it takes so much thinking. Whereas with the tool, they can actually cap capture all of these savings. And then once we've done that, we want to then go after the big fish. And the big fish is the huge amount of money that we can save when we save money on a three-year loan or a 15-year year loan or a 30-year loan, where typically if you buy a home for $250,000, by the time you're done paying, you probably are going to be paying another 250 on that house. So I looked at that as one of us, you know, an American citizen who's got all these products, and I kept questioning how is it this way, and could it actually be better? And then, of course, you look around and you see a lot of people uh, trying to be, you know, the people that uh, uh, clip coupons as Holy Grail or they go uh, after credit card rewards as a Holy Grail, and they, you know, they spend a you know, big, huge amount of time of, of their daily life trying to do those things. And my reaction was, you know what? Having worked with these technology companies, I know there's so much more that technology can actually do by leveraging a lot of the data that exists about each one of us. 
No, that's awesome. Um, what do you think is the is is are the the pain point of this segment that you're going after? Like, why do you think it exists at this point? The it's because I think in some ways a lot of people don't realize the amount of data mm. that's already available, and they don't realize the amount of savings that are basically slipping through the fingers. And I and I've seen it I've seen it happen, especially when you look at all those different you know services they're offering, cashbacks and things like that. Then the next question would be, how can I capture all of those without having to do a lot of thinking myself? I mean, I have my full mm-hmm. full time job, I am taking care of my sure. family, and so forth. So I then came back and said, we have to look at technology and financial services and say, you can absolutely do a whole lot more than what you're doing. No, that's great. And that's what I kind of thought. I'm just like, I guess it's just it has to be um, made very easy. It's one of those things you don't think about, which sounds really silly, right? Like, how do I think about how not to save money slash best um, use my capital, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's where it became obvious that um, there is this category that we're essentially saying that Mm -hmm. we are trying to build, and it's a category of proactive finance. If I have information about Adam and his car loan and I can see that I can save him money, don't waste no time. Put that information in front of him. If you don't have something like that, don't bother him. Don't send him a spam email or put in front of him something that is not relevant to him. So I, again, I, I'm solving my own problem in a lot of ways where I've received these letters, I've received these emails. And they looked at them and said, they know nothing about me. They're just shooting in the dark. And they have all this information that they're not mm-hmm. making use of, right? Like I would call I would call Wells Fargo, and the first thing they would say to me, what's your loan number? And now there's automated phone systems where with the phone number, they know who's calling. So, so they should really jump into how can I help mm-hmm. you stay ash? And, ver- you know, and what they've done is they've go, they go into this litany of questions before they add any value. And, and as a customer, you're thinking, I need to be at tip five by now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So if somebody's listening to this, Ash, and they want more information on Yamapay or to uh, connect, what's the best way for them to do it? The best way for them would be to go to yamapay.com and sign up because we are about 60 days from launch. We would be launching primarily in the San Francisco Bay Area first as a test market, and then we would be expanding beyond that. Um, our hope initially make it possible for people to pay for uh, what they buy inside the app itself, which would be something that is available for the first time in the U.S. We're really following the example of companies in uh, in China like Alipay or Paytm in India, and we're trying to automate as much as possible with technology. So definitely Yamapay.com would be the first step for them. That's awesome. Uh, so, Ash, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and sharing more about your background as an entrepreneur and all the great work you're doing over at Yamapay. And to the audience, as always, really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Ash, thanks again for coming on the show. 